The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film, a very special episode because the gang's all here. Uh, across the room from me is Steven Schleicher. Hello. Across the country from me is Rodrigo Lopez. Hey, man. And across the state from me, back again, Matthew Peterson. I heard you missed me. I did, Matthew. That's why I talk yeah. to you on Twitter every once in a while. Yeah, and usually you're like, hey, you want to come on Zach on Film? And I'm like, <laughs> well, if you talk to me when we're not... Having a Zach on film, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, so last week, Steven mm-hmm. and I talked about some screening room. Yeah. That's still kind of ongoing. It's yeah, going to be interesting the are, next week. Yeah. They did say that they were going to make it a big to do at, uh, yeah. at the CinemaCon. Well, CinemaCon. Yeah. Which then CinemaCon's like, they're not really on the schedule. They're just going to be here, which I thought was great. Uh, they, their <laughs> booth or wherever they will be appearing will be flooded. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting. So uh, more on that in the future. But this week, Let's talk Tribeca, that wonderful place in New York City. They're having Tribeca, a film. She's the girl who sells me shoes. Oh, they're having a film festival next week. They have this every year, co-founded by the one and only Robert De Niro, uh, and they have been in the news recently uh, for some very interesting things. Uh, so originally on the lineup was a film called Vaxxed, From Cover Up to Catastrophe. Uh, and it came from a uh, doctor who has been behind an anti-vaccination movement for many years now. Uh, he had this film, and he's made it, and he's releasing it now. And Robert De Niro put it on the slate of films. And it got a lot of pushback. From who? It got a lot of pushback from uh, just general people. If you read some statements uh, that came out later after this thing, um, some sponsors okay, uh, so gave sponsors. some push. But okay. that, w- that was never obviously said by De Niro or Tribeca, but it came out from some other places. Okay. Because right. um, that's an important thing right there. Absolutely. Um, because, and the reason why I, I say that is because Tribeca, the Tribeca Film Festival doesn't want to say, well, we got some pressure from our sponsor, so because no. we don't want to lose money, right. we're yanking mm-hmm. this. Well, that's why they're not the ones that said right, that. It right, was, right, right, right. Uh, another company. Um, but and, and if you're talking about general uh, pushback from people that might be attending Tribeca or the film community or just the community at large, that's also worth noting as well. Yeah, right. and, and, it, and it definitely did. Uh, but orig- uh, initially, De Niro came out and defended the decision, and right. then um, more pushback ensued, and now the film has been pulled. And so I wanted to talk about this today. For a short little while, because I just found it 
like anything this happens, I find it interesting from a couple different angles. But essentially, because it's a such a like a weird uh, societal issue right now, and it's such a big thing that happens that it comes around and it crosses the film sector, and so it kind of gives us an avenue to talk about some certain things mm-hmm. um, that I find interesting. So, what do you find interesting? Um, well, one I actually, I mean, like the idea of some people say censorship, and it definitely can come off that way of censoring. Um, this director whose name is Andrew Wakefield, who is the doctor who now directed this uh, Vaxxed film, um, that they are essentially kind of shutting down this information. But where I kind of uh, like, well, how important is disseminating information that um, professionals in a field have deemed invalid and right. not worthy of really uh, a movement? The important thing to remember here is uh, he is not a doctor any longer. Any longer, right. And he is not a doctor any longer because the people who oversee such things found him guilty during the study that this movie touches on of fraud, of improper use of human subjects, and of falsifying data. So when it comes, at least from my perspective, when it comes to something like this, you kind of have to look at it from the perspective of censorship is difficult. Censorship is, is you know, very nebulous. And it's really hard, especially in today's climate, where people will cry censorship if an author changes their work that they are creating or even changes pers- their perspective on the work. But I think that De Niro's decision or the decision of the Tribeca Film Festival was probably the better one simply because De Niro said he wanted to open up discussion and he wanted to have some important discussions about this. But this movie did not seem to be discussing or bringing information from a place of either honesty or of um, I, I guess the, the better word would be of, of truth. For all intents and purposes, mm. um, what uh, what category was it being put into? Just documentary, just regular documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for me, as far as I know, I guess it wasn't anything like hoax documentary or anything. Mm. Like, <laughs> like um, uh, mockumentary. Yeah, and so I mean, and when I so like the idea of it being pulled <clears throat> was interesting, but then I read De Niro's initial statement about how he was hoping that bringing the film to Tribeca would spark a meaningful conversation about um, this issue. Uh, mm-hmm. One that he has personally because he and his wife have a child with autism. And and, that, mm-hmm. and I found that uh, even more interesting, especially because he came out as he's not anti-vaccination, but he just wanted to have a conversation about it, which I think film is great for, but it's... Um, in situations and topics like this, it's kind of hard to have a conversation, um, mainly because there's such a polarizing thing because you're talking about beliefs and then people are like, but uh, science and facts and people, right. you know, Matthew, I mean, not Matthew, uh, Rodrigo. Um, do you think like Tribeca made the right decision or do you think it, I don't know. What do you think about this? It's interesting, especially because of the place that film festivals occupy, right? Um, film festivals like Tribeca and Sundance mm-hmm. and Cannes and whatever are also supposed to be these places where independent voices can can find a foothold. 
um, where maybe the norm in movie making or thought or philosophy or whatever can actually break into the mainstream. So it's got to be a kind of tough for a festival to be like, yeah, we're not airing your movie on the grounds of its content because it's kind of the opposite of what of how film festivals tend to portray themselves, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Stephen? Um, I'm kind of on the side of letting the film be shown. Yeah, because as Rodrigo said, it is it is this. Let's open up the ideas, whether they're good ideas or not. Now, I'm trying to go through the Tribeca Film Festival um, materials to see, you know, there's nothing in here that says things that are overly graphic, things that are of a sensitive nature, things that are fictionalized, anything like that. There's nothing in here that says that disqualifies Mm -hmm. or would cause the film to be pulled from consideration. So uh, film festivals, uh, small indie theaters, et cetera, those are places where you can present an idea, whether that idea is is true or false. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, today and this is this is the thing where I kind of have a, a real kind of um, struggle with is we look at triumph of the will as this really great way to look at propaganda. And we look at Reefy, uh, uh, Lenny Riefenstahl as this great cinematographer, female cinematographer, and how she lifted Hitler into this great you know, uh, appearance in this film, mm-hmm. even though right. historically, you know, we know how the atrocities that Hitler and the Nazi uh, Germany did on people throughout the world and especially the Jews. Um, but the interesting thing is that it stands as what can be done with the medium. Uh, granted, now Americans and the uh, 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 the British took that film and chopped it up and made a mockery of it. Uh, and so that had a an anti-propaganda mm-hmm. spin on it as well. But the fact that that film was out there and that people still today say, let's watch this film because of what's going on kind of makes me say, why shouldn't people be exposed to this film mm-hmm. so that they can see what's how the information is being presented? And maybe right. there is some great way that this information is being presented. I doubt it. But I don't know because I've not seen this. I film. know. Um, does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I'm totally tracking with you uh, just about the way it's presented. Abby Hagledge from mm-hmm. the Daily Beast mm-hmm. went to the actual uh, premiere of the film. I forgot, pulled from Tribeca. Well, the, and it's uh, not going Angelica, back into Tribeca no, now. So. No, it, got, it, it, it debuted at the Angelica Film Center uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. And she watched it. And from her description of it, um, besides like... Um, take out like numbers and facts and stuff, the right. emotional content of the film and how they put it together. Mm-hmm. It seemed very impactful from the way she was describing it. It seemed like they were cutting it together very well of, mm-hmm. you know, doctors talking and then mm-hmm. crying parents and showing mm-hmm. uh, footage of uh, children growing up. Um, and like, I can imagine that you could tell a very convincing story. And she even mentioned that there was people there who said, I'm never getting my kids vaccinated because sure, of this and sure. stuff. And then, mm-hmm. so that's the part when I, hesitate about saying Tribeca should show the film Mm -hmm. because there is literally a public safety concern about the anti-vaccination movement. Well, there's also a public safety concern about letting Hitler rise to power. That's what I'm saying. And so there has to be, like, should Tribeca say, yes, we should watch this film when it could literally lead to societal issues. Right. And it's going to, in, in some ways, it comes down to whether that film becomes a call to action. Because if you have a film that says, well, 
we have these possible links and we do this, but then the film isn't about those links. It's about leading you to the, to the uh, conclusion that you should not vaccinate your children. That's, that's different to me. That, that is an issue. And this but is again, something that. So we don't, but th- that's the thing. Is there a call to action in this documentary or is it presenting right. facts? We don't know that. From, if, if the end message is whoever looking at the camera, uh, Jenny, what's her name? Looking at the camera and say, don't get your kids vaccinated. This is what's going to happen to your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's a lot different than let's present this idea and let the audience formulate their own opinion on that. Right. But we know that it's not based on facts or at least that the preponderance of people who investigated it found that, they, that it was not based on facts and that the man who made the movie, for whatever reason he is making the assessment, does not have the evidence to prove the connection that he's making. I mean – uh, but that, what can say, again, what connection he's made? Because this article of, of Variety said um, something specific about uh, um, that the well, guy doing it well, basically so said the, the director is saying that the point of the film is to show a potential cover up from CDC doctors about the harmful effects of vaccines. That's what that's what they say the film is about: a mm-hmm. potential cover up that the Center for Disease Control is doing over these things. Not necessarily that it's causing autism, but that's what they say. And then uh, a review from Variety, from Joe Legden, said, the film was a grab bag of charts, theories, and anecdotal evidence and often resembles one-sided paranoia stalking agitprop. So, I mean, from the way they were describing it initially, and like, oh, they're about this CDC cover-up potentially. And then people are watching, they're like, no, it's definitely about Mm-hmm. children getting autism mm-hmm. from vaccines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's and that's also you know uh, we look at um movies like uh roger moore's uh, not roger moore michael moore's mm-hmm. roger moore would be oh, totally yeah. different <laughs> but we look at films <laughs> like my michael moore's um uh 9-11 yeah right where he is presenting potential ideas that could be potentially harmful for society because there right. may not be truth behind what he's presenting yet People had no problem looking at that film. I'm not agreeing. I'm not agreeing with what is being presented in the movie. Don't no, no, don't no, get no, me not, wrong. I'm but not, I'm, right. I'm sitting here saying we haven't seen this film. We and grin. We are seeing what other people are saying. But we have given leeway to these other films mm-hmm. without so much of a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. and that's somewhat concerning because it seems. And again, Tribeca Film Festival has every right to pick and choose what movies sure. they decide oh, that no. they yeah, want right. to to show based on their qualifications and those kinds totally in their right. Um, but it seems, it seems like there's something odd when they said, well, we need to show this movie because it will start a conversation or at least get people discussing again further, whether it's about cover ups or whether it's about, you know, uh, vaccines cause autism or whatever, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's starting that conversation, but then suddenly we find out that there's pressure from sponsors and money. And suddenly they're bending to the will of that of that organization or that corporation. And that seems almost just as disingenuous as mm-hmm. looking at a film that says, don't get your kids vaccinated. In, in some ways, yes. But I think that the main issue here for me is going to be, again, when Michael Moore examines theories or when, you know, when anyone examines things like was Pearl Harbor an inside job? That is definitely something, and you know, it, it, it will start a conversation. But I think what Tribeca found is that it started the wrong conversation. And again, that's an entirely 
subjective viewpoint, but what uh, everything that I heard about Tribeca, you know, third hand through the the entire webs and the mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. was that they were supporting the guy who supports the anti-vaccination movement, and. I can definitely see where if you're Robert De Niro and you really wanted to air both sides of a conversation or start an honest dialogue and what you got was blowback from, you know, whether it be sponsors, whether it be, you know, just the general public, you have that kind of explosion and have that that come back at you and not expect it. I can definitely see why you would make that decision. And I think that there's also the fact that for many people, this is very personal. You know, I remember when my kid was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I'm like, oh my God, what did we do? Is this because I'm fat? And all of these questions and things running through my head and I can understand where, especially if you do believe in the link and you believe that your child is affected by the link, I can see where you would be very, very you know, personally invested in this film. And vice versa, I can see people being personally invested and angry about people seeming to support the message of the movie by offering it for, you know, for viewing. It's that, you know, that line between critique and, and um, what's the word when you advocate for something? Advocacy. Thank you. Uh, shut up. Sometimes I think on my feet. I'm an old man. Cut me some slack. You, you know, it is a very difficult line, and I can definitely see why people were frustrated about giving, you know, giving this a wider audience because it can feel very much like advocacy. And in many ways, the modern culture has hundreds of thousands of ways to disseminate the information that weren't really there when you and I were kids, Stephen. And I think that what that has done is it's allowed theories that normally would have been the thing that your grandfather passed to his friends photocopied on a card. And yes, I'm speaking from experience. It's turned it into something that everybody is aware of and everybody can speak to. But it's also made it something where people have very vehement opinions and are willing to fight or attack Robert De Niro and the Tribeca Film Festival over it. Is that what this is, Rodrigo? Is it just like too hot of a topic to do this take on in Tribeca and that's why it's getting so much blowback. It's it's actually it's like a, a really complicated set of things. We've uh we've talked about on the show before about um sort of the filmmaker's responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of as a filmmaker you get this power to to get your message across, but we haven't talked a lot about sort of like distributor responsibility or the responsibility of the people around it. And I think what this really is is uh, Robert De Niro and Tribeca exercising that responsibility, and their sponsors too. You know, exercising that responsibility for what they feel is the right thing to do. Um, there is something I think in each of us, and by that I mean specifically the four of us, and a lot of people, especially in filmmakers and people who enjoy the history of film. That the moment you hear sponsors are pulling their funding you just get this like weird feeling in your stomach like mm-hmm. like like the fat cats are trying to silence a film how dare they mm-hmm. uh, you know we it like it like just dredges up images of like theaters not wanting to show do the right thing and it you know just like all this all these things um but sometimes sometimes that power can be le- leveraged for positive reasons and you know if 
you know, if people are going and seeing this documentary, and the documentary doesn't show actual truth-style facts, and people are leaving it thinking, I am not going to vaccinate my kids, that is bad. Okay, that is so a bad that, thing. I, I'm just, let me just interject here and say that then a movie like Straight Outta Compton is also a... a People should look at that as a true act of fiction, and it should be labeled as fiction. Yet people call these biop, uh, these uh, biopics that we've talked about before. People believe what they see in them. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what happened." No, this is a fictionalized account of what happened to make the people that they're portraying in this look a particular way in their in their light. Right, and that's fine because is it everybody who's involved? is okay with that but you know like there were plenty of theaters who didn't show straight out of compton probably not for the reason that it wasn't a, a that that it wasn't a true documentary they probably had other reasons not to show it but any theater can choose not to show something i mean you guys live in Hayes. but i mean you know is that there... they don't show things just because it might not make them any money is there, though, a problem, though, where people go and watch something, whatever movie that is a, is a biopic about whoever, Abe Lincoln. Sure. And they're portraying Abe Lincoln in a particular light. Right. Even though that may not be completely true. And they're allowing audiences to believe that. And yet there's no response from anyone who says, well, that's not true. That's not true. This movie is doing a disservice to its audience by putting mm -hmm. these false informations in their head. How is that any different than... We're making a big deal over a movie that probably does, and that probably, since I've not seen it, I'm going to say probably does contain false information. And people are like, well, we're not going to show this movie because it has false information in it. Well, the, the, the most immediate difference is that um, having the wrong idea about Abraham Lincoln's life is probably not going to give kids the mumps or the measles. Right. Um, and that's, that's really the most immediate thing, right? It's like, it's easy to look at movies in a vacuum. To say, well, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, Vaxxed is just a movie that is trying to get a, a particular message across and whether it's truth or not doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter who wrote Ender's Game, it doesn't matter what this and that is happening. But the problem is, is that these movies don't exist in a vacuum. They exist as kind of these cogs in, in kind of larger social engines and... We all know that film is a powerful medium. It's a powerful thing when you actually get to see the plight of the disenfranchised in a film. You know, film has changed even policy in the United States and in other countries. And to separate yourself and say is like, well, so if Straight Out of Compton is okay, why can't this movie is okay? The reason is there's actual legal stuff that you can look up about what a rat bastard Dr. Dre is. Like, but, but how many people are going to do? On the but how many people are going to do that? Eh, um, not as many as you'd hope, but, but I think is, Rodrigo's point is still that Dr. Dre rehabbing his public rehab image does not lead to a measurable rise in previously preventable diseases in the greater population. That's right. The amount of people that are going to interact with Dr. Dre is significantly smaller than the amount of people that are going to interact with vaccines. And it can cause a real problem, not just for, again, society in general, but for you.
for you specifically. Like, if you have children, this anti-vaccination stuff is actively dangerous because essentially your children could be going to school with little infection farms um, and that can cause problems because even with vaccines, if these diseases get a foothold, um, even the vaccines are, are not, you know, enough to to counteract them a lot of the time or if your child is too young for a particular vaccine they can still be um uh, so let's let's let's, let's remove this out of the out of the equation let me make up something entirely fictional sure oh wait can, uh, so, I, can I give an example i was okay go ahead because I, I, I was going to use an example <clears throat> that might uh, i was going to say what about a documentary about how awesome trump is and oh, okay. why he would make a fantastic president isn't that just as detrimental to people as Something else. Well, how about how about a real example from Tribeca? Because I looked up uh, controversial documentaries after this to kind of see what it was, and some of them were like Citizen Four and uh, like nine nine uh, eleven mm-hmm. uh, from Michael Moore, and some mm-hmm. other stuff from Michael Moore. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. But I got to the end of the list, and there was another film which debuted at Tribeca, which was called The Bridge. I can't remember what year it came out. Like. It was early two thousands. Okay, and it was from a director, and the point of the documentary was. Talking about and showing, oh yeah, the people suicides from the the Golden Gate Bridge, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and, and talking with the survivors and talking with their families and not telling them they had footage Mm -hmm. of their suicides and who lied to the Film Commission of San Francisco about what they were doing because they knew they wouldn't get permission to roll cameras for twenty four seven for an entire month so they could get footage of people jumping from the bridge. And then, I mean, that and played then, out. And then the, then, then the people who were doing the film did nothing to stop the people that were attempting suicide. They said, suicide. They, they, said they tried some, like, but obviously they, they said they filmed yeah. well, 20, we can't 23, 24 hours they, a day. 23 yeah. jumps from the bridge. Yeah. 20, um, 23 out of 24 during yeah. the time that they were attempting. Yeah. So, um, and, because, and the reason they had to lie, the director said this, is because they didn't want um people to think their suicide would be immoralized or immortalized yeah, yeah. um b- by it being captured on film mm-hmm. and i mean i believe i don't think i'm pulling this out of my ass that there are studies of people will do this because people will right, get sure. notoriety from yeah, exactly from doing it so i mean that is a public safety hazard i mean suicide is a horrible public safety health concern and mm-hmm. showing this could potentially, I don't have any facts, I'm just saying could potentially have led to more people committing suicide. I mean, right. so, I mean, sure. that, I mean, that's like a real thing, too, and as far as I'm concerned, they didn't, I mean, they debuted at Tribeca, didn't get pulled. Right. Um, well, so where does that fall in the discussion? That really the same place. To take Stephen's example, I think that the difference for me would be if, let's say, Sarah Palin were to make a film about how wonderful Donald Trump is, it would more than likely contain different readings of situations rather than outright misinformation. Uh, and I you, find are you sure? I, I'm not sure, but this is what I'm saying is my expectation of that film would be that you know the the saber rattling and chest beating is proving that we're going to be a stronger country, blah 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 fish cakes. Rather than, you know, what I believe it to be, which we don't really need to get into. But again, it's so, but a let me let me ask you, okay, of, go ahead and finish, because then I have a question to follow up on, on that. 
I think it's a question partially of interpretation. Vaxxed is made based on a study by the man who made the study who has been discredited and removed from the medical profession partly because of the study and the fact that the study is in fact based on falsified information. I think it would be different if someone were making a movie about Andrew Wakefield and saying, you know, maybe this is X, Y, and Z, and his information was at what they thought at the time was right, and he had good intentions. But this is the man who did the study. This is the man who falsified the information, making a movie about the possible link in a study where he falsified the information. Well, so he's saying, though, that it's not about whether the vaccines cause autism. It's about it's about whether there was a conspiracy to cover up any kind of any kind of research into this matter by the CDC. That's what the that's what the director's saying, okay? Mm. Sarah Palin, who's directing the Donald Trump movie, says, No, this is a fair and balanced movie. Why shouldn't you see it and watch it and experience it for yourself? That gets what you had said, Matthew, is here's what the director is saying, here's what you believe, but you haven't seen the movie. And so, I'm not going to. We're right. not going to see either. And that's, and that's, up, that's totally your right to do that, right? Just like it's Tribeca's right to decide what they want to show and not what, what, they, what they don't want to show. I'm totally for that. I mean, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to make Vax seem like this is a movie that everyone should see and it's important to see this. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, does this person have a right to submit this film and have it shown if the film festival decides they want to show it? Mm-hmm. And my answer is, yeah, you don't have as to go well. see it. Well, and it is opening in other places. Well, now yeah, it is, yes. It's available. One of, one of the things about Tribeca is you cannot, in order for it to be eligible for Tribeca, it cannot be shown anywhere else publicly and, and for it to be eligible. So, yes, now that it's not eligible for Tribeca, yes, I'm sure other people will jump on it because now yeah. the uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival has decided they want to show it. I'm not saying that they want to show it. Let's sure. make up a fictional town. Whoville decides that they want to show this in their film festival. Right. Because now they know that more people will come to Whoville to see this film because now it's stirred up so much controversy. Right. Right. So uh, uh, part of this, too, is the filmmakers and the distributors uh, complaining that Tribeca's rejection makes the documentary, like, has removed cloud from the documentary. Right. But honestly, now this documentary is in the media. So I... I if if anything, it's yeah. neutral for every person mm-hmm. that would have seen it in Tribeca. Now there's somebody out there seeing like, hmm, too racy for Tribeca, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's here's the overall shot. The only places that this film will probably ever be seen is at a film festival or on some weird corner of the internet. Or Netflix. The, I don't think Netflix or, is going to is going to air but this. There's I don't going think to be Netflix some sort interested. of home video release. There will be yeah. some kind of home video release that will have one per, less than 1% of the population mm-hmm. first of all actively seeking it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, of the 1% that are actively that are that may buy this, even less than that are going to be interested in it for its quote unquote truth. Mm-hmm. They want to watch it for what's the hoopla about. Right. So ultimately and I've said this before, film festivals, not as prestigious as they once were. So whether you're being shown at Tribeca or not, not, maybe probably not that big of a deal. Unless you're looking at, a, a, and, and Tribeca is not a film festival where 
potential distributors come to buy films. That's what Sundance right. is for. The thing is, that's where movies pick up speed, though. Mm-hmm. Like the the festival circuit is a way for independent films to start getting some amount of uh, basically eyeballs, and then eventually try to make that purchase. So the fact that um, it's not showing in Tribeca has changed that projected course, right? Again, because it's making a splash in its own way, it might end up actually helping the film. Right, yeah. Well, it got picked up by a distributor. I don't remember what it was, but it was a small... But the weird thing is, is if no one had put any pressure on Tribeca to pull this film, this review that Zach was quoting from earlier would have still gone out and people would have said, yep, that's what I thought. No need to see this now. But now people are thinking, hmm... What's going on with this film? Let me go seek it out. And so they're actively helping to promote the message that's in this film. Because now the Vax people can go and say, sold out at such and such film festival, standing room only. People deny to see the truth about their movie Vaxxed. It's it's a horrible. The premiere had 20 people. Well, I'm sure. All all you can really (laughs) do is, or all, you know, Robert De Niro has control of, unless you believe all those Illuminati videos. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, it's his own <laughs> film festival, right? right? So he's he can say yes or no. That's the thing. That's it. That's all he can really do. So yes, it could be that it starts a greater thing, but the Tribeca people only have control over Tribeca. Right. So perhaps the moral thing to do would be for everybody to turn their back on this. Oh, I totally agree. But in a in a very real way though, this has created a greater conversation because I think what it's done by, by pulling it, they've made, you know, whatever decision. And I, I don't think that either decision or even viewing the film is going to change your mind where you stand on this. Right. But I think that by pulling it from the film, they have clearly made the distinction that this is rather than just a documentary, that this is a little more loaded, maybe even a propaganda film. And by doing so, I think it's it's probably, yes, giving the film more business than it would have had, but it's also giving that film the reputation that this went to the Tribeca Film Festival and it was so controversial that it was dumped from the film for whatever reason. And yeah, there are going to be people who are going to read that as, wow, this is so truthy. This is the right, truthiest right. truthiness and they're, the, the man is holding it down. But I think it's also going to be a question of people who might have gone and seen this film, people who might have gone, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of open-minded, might actually do a little bit of the legwork. Not everybody, certainly, as Stephen pointed out, but a little of the legwork to find out what Andrew Wakefield does and doesn't say, what Andrew Wakefield has and hasn't done, and maybe, possibly – find out a little bit more information behind the whole thing rather than believing what they hear from some lady who was on The View, which I think is a positive thing. And even if that conversation winds up being mostly negative and meaning that more people watch and are able to possibly believe in what this movie has to say, it does also give it a profile to where it's not the kind of the mushroom conspiracy that grows and spreads until it's it's a giant unstoppable mass. 
it puts it in a public light where people can look at it and make a decision one way or the other and, and believe what they believe, even if you couldn't see it at Tribeca. And frankly, what, 2,000, 20,000 people can go to Tribeca? Maybe, but not all Maybe. of them are going to be able to see the film. That's the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Zach said only 20 of them sh- showed up at another film festival. Well, no, right. the, the, so, the actual premiere oh, the actual that was premiere. down the street. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I really don't think people would have shown up for this anyway. And uh, I think you said, Matthew, or maybe Rodrigo, that Robert De Niro can decide what he wants to show. And that's kind of what he did. But then yep. corporate sponsorship, as we found out, is what's forcing him to change his mind. So it's almost not... It's almost, and this is kind of the thing that bothers me the most about all this, it's not that the film festival has control over what they want to show, it's that they are at the the whim of their corporate sponsors. And I, and it's I, their corporate, and, and so should the corporations decide what that, should be seen? I mean, uh, I see here uh, of the sponsors, where did I see? I thought I saw uh, the Lincoln uh, Motor Company. So if, if, uh, if uh, Michael Moore had shown up with his Roger and Me film... Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Lincoln's like, oh, you guys better not show that film. That's going to put car companies in a horrible light. Okay, we'll pull it. That's that's interesting. That That is uh, an interesting angle. I think the issue with that perspective is that it ignores the very real possibility that De Niro would have been in agreement with the sponsors. Um, that's true. So it's possible that it was a decision that the board of Tribeca and the sponsors came to separately um, and just, you know, press releases went out um, or, or conversations were had before everything was straightened out. So that's also an option. Again, we don't know what is happening. Right. We don't um, know completely. I know De Niro, De Niro said in his statement about uh, taking the film off of it. He said something about how he and the board had sat down and talked about it and discussed. And I don't remember if they even said they watched it or not, and then made the decision. And so, but then the the sponsor comment came from the new distributor or the producer. I forgot mm-hmm. to write it down. One of them said that there was pressure from sponsorship about pulling it. And I can see that. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, you can't watch Lucifer on. Um uh, whatever network it's on without a uh, million moms Fox. coming up and saying, oh, that promotes Satanism. We're going to bo- boycott all of your sponsors if you continue to show this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I think that there's also we, – we can't make the argument that because someone might use the influence improperly or in a way that we don't believe moral that people shouldn't try to influence, say, a film festival or try to influence – Companies or maybe state legislatures or larger, you know, beasties who have whatever opinion that they have or tr- who make whatever statements that they make. I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from in saying that having the sponsor come in and if they if the if we say that the sponsor leaned on, well, we won't say De Niro because it we can't prove that. Just, so just on the Tribeca Film Festival. Bobby Dupiro has his uh, Trifleca film festival and somebody comes in and leans on him and says, look, we are the money men. You have to drop this film. I would agree that that's, you know, that's definitely an abuse of a channel for power, but it's a channel that should remain open because if it comes down to it, that's the same channel that, you know, people who have legitimate Claims And again, legitimate is a totally loaded word in this statement. But people who have claims that we may agree with or claims that are more defensible or claims that have scientific basis behind them, 
they're going to go to De Niro the same way, and they're going to use that exact same you know channel, that exact same methodology to say, look, Tribeca Film Festival, we do not believe that you are doing the right thing here, and you need to reconsider your decision to air, you know, Lenny Riefenstahl's Triumph of the Will. So, yeah, I can definitely see where it's a concern, but if, you know, if we are to say that Tribeca should be above and beyond and outside any type of criticism or any type of influence or any type of, you know, feedback from that receiving public, I think we open an even bigger can of worms. You know, it's, it's that question of, yes, everyone has an opinion and everyone, especially now, has a way to voice that opinion. Some people and some entities have more power. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the power is being used incorrectly or immorally. You know, if, for instance, I don't know, let's say the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling had to change a script because the sponsor didn't like it and it made him angry. That's why he started writing the Twilight Zone. But that's, that's, but that's, that's, you know, that's an entirely different thing. But That is an entirely different thing. But it's still a point where someone came in Someone tried to overwhelm that artist or that entity's view, and it ended up doing something entirely different. So I feel like I, I, well, I don't is, want to that say is a, that. that is an in, that is an interesting way to approach it. I don't. I don't. I, that's that's a that's a difficult one to defend. See, that, it is uh, money, like uh, basically corporations influencing art turn gives you better art. It's it's a hard can. one. It's a difficult one. Yeah can yeah. but it's it's also a question of if that corporate influence if we presume a corporate influence came in and forced them to do something that they didn't wish to do for what they perceive to be a greater good i mean you know we get into really really deep territory and again it's what that corporation believes is a greater good if they're, if they're Link, ford lincoln motor company came in and said we're yanking all of our funding which they are a signature sponsor of tribeca if you run this roger and me film and then or whoever uh said we're we're yanking this because we don't want you to see that roger and me film because we believe that paints the car industry in a bad light. What's the better good here? That's the it corporation saying though. it's in a better good for us. It is interesting though, because then that move is not above scrutiny either. Right. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. So it's, I think that's weirdly what balances it is these companies being like, Hey, listen, Robert De Niro, you can't, you can't have this documentary in your festival because it promotes anti-vaccination ideas, which is a terrible thing. So then should, or we're going to pull the money. Should, so should the sponsors the then, money. should the sponsors then have a say on what films should be well, shown or not? Let me, let me, let me get what I'm getting at here. Um, then the public can make their decision about those sponsors. Right? So if they did say, okay, we, if you're going to hear this Michael Moore documentary about cars, we don't want that. We're going to pull our funding. Then all people have to say is, oh, by the way, this documentary is so hardcore that <laughs> Lincoln, Mercury, Sable, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. They pulled their, uh, they pulled their sponsorship of the festival just for this documentary. Like, it all, you can actually spin it all in the same direction. Oh, yeah. But how many, how many 
do we not hear about? Well, yeah, that would be the question in, right? in, in, this, in, this, in this Roger and me scenario, mm-hmm. or even in this scenario of, um, technically, we never got of official response of saying sponsors pressured us to pull the, pull right. the film. Right. So it's just, we decided as a board that this was not good. We saw Roger and me, and we decided there were some problems with the film that mm-hmm. for the larger good, we don't align ourselves with. Mm-hmm. We got pressure from Ford, but we don't say that. Right. And now we don't show it. And we don't actually make the assertion that, hey, we got pressure from the thing. And so mm-hmm. then the public really doesn't know that it was mm-hmm. so hardcore that Ford couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Dick Sporting Goods pulling out because Bowling com- for Columbine might in, uh, influence their business. Right. I think that in some ways, the sponsors... Should is the wrong word, but if you're running a film festival like Tribeca and the sponsors are giving you money to support that festival, the sponsors will expect to have some input. And I think to some degree, to when we, you know, we've talked about the money people in Hollywood and how the decisions are made with the money people in Hollywood. And in some cases, it's not necessarily a sponsor. It's a studio. But I feel like it's the same effect. Those sponsors at Tribeca do have an influence, will have an influence on what is chosen. I mean, this honestly I, I cannot be I, the first time this has happened. I don't know. We don't know. That's a problem, right? Because first, a film isn't saying that it will appear and then suddenly it's yanked and then we find out it's because of that. Uh, Either a film is shown or not shown. Now, my suspicion is what is the purpose of a film festival? Is that a rhetorical or is that a question? No, that's an actual question. What is the purpose of a film festival? To screen Uh, movies. To screen movies. I mean, why? Why do we need to screen movies? Why can't we let a distributor decide what movies we should see and not see? It's not as fun. Okay, it's not as fun. What else? What else is important about a film festival? Well, that's for dissemination of more independent films. Dissemination of more independent films. What else? Uh, I'm running out of... My biggest argument is it's there to support the arts. Oh, sure. Right? Whether it's pissed Christ or whether it's vaxxed, we're there to support the arts and the message whether we agree with them or not. And that's what film festivals ultimately are designed to do. We are celebrating film. We're celebrating these things, even if they're ugly, even if they're beautiful, no matter what. We embrace film as a medium to convey a message and a story, whether we agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. If you let a sponsor come in and say, well, yeah, we embrace the arts uh, too, unless, of course, it disagrees with us. Mm -hmm. That's not in the spirit of what film festivals should be But then how do you balance it out with with, with, with no sponsorships? We can show two movies. With sponsorships, we can show 55 and 40 of those that's that are why really when someone, low That's why when quality. someone decides they want to sponsor, they understand they're supporting the arts, warts and all. Well, the thing is, is there's a screening process to begin with. Right. Vax made it past right. your initial yeah. screening process, yeah. but not everybody who has a camera can get into Tribeca. Right. So to a certain degree, I think the sponsorship thing is secondary to all mm-hmm. of the things that mm-hmm. go in front of it. It's like you're and saying I, the, I, the sponsors shouldn't get to decide what is art or what is legitimate art or what is not. Mm-hmm. But long before that, a bunch of people in a boardroom decide that. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, so this this like beauty and ugliness and truth of the film festival, I believe, is itself a fiction. Well, it can it can very well be just a 
the same it's actually a very small group of people deciding what gets promoted and in, really promoted right. for the purpose of making money of moving people's careers forward through the festival and what you said exactly is right on key rodrigo it already passed through a group of people that said warts and all i think this is worthy of being shown for whatever reason that that committee decided it needed to be shown but we keep i mean we keep going on the the sponsor issue and i'm almost certain that zach said that the sponsor issue is a a reputed sort of thing is that not correct tribeca never said the sponsors leaned on us it was actually the distributor it was the new distributor for vaxed so the person who is now poised to make money on this may possibly be someone sure. whose sure. perspective on it is questioned. Sure, we've none of us have seen the film, none of us were in those rooms, so we're making a lot of speculation over mm. this particular movie. I think there's also a parallel that can be made, and again, you're going to tell me it's a stretch, and I know that now, but I think there's a parallel that can be made with a, a documentary or a piece of art that has that incitement and a parallel to the, the fighting words doctrines where you are actually using that art to cause the viewer to react. And, you know, in, in some way you might presume that you have an expectation that you can cause the viewer to react in a way you want, which specifically might be, you know, a, speaking against vaccination and choosing not to vaccinate and telling other people not to vaccinate. And I feel like within that framework, you still have that, that artistic endeavor. You still have that freedom of expression, that freedom of speech, but the question of incitement is still there. The question of, is this film and is someone who shows this film advocating an action that can have a negative effect. And at that point, don't they have a responsibility to address that one way or the other? I mean, clearly whatever decision they made was based on the expectation that either the response or the, the feedback was such that there was going to be a problem for them as a film festival. And I wonder if maybe there's not a case to be made that, that film festival might have a responsibility for whatever message you take away from showing that film. Does that make any sense? No, that's been, I mean, that's like the big discussion of this is, did they have a responsibility to pull it? Not mm -hmm. whether, I mean, we, I mean, obviously you can get into the sponsorship, but did Tribeca have a societal purpose right. of pulling it to make sure misinformation would, would they, did they say that that's why they pulled it though was that it was a no, no, no. societal reason that, no no that is just my position did tribeca have a societal like right. duty I, to I guess, pull the film here's the that was that only that with, was like i think i wanted to talk about and we got around to yeah no so it kind of boils down to you know i think art should i think art should upset people sometimes i think art should cause an emotional reaction in people I think art should make you question, why is this going on? Whatever, you know, whatever the subject matter mm -hmm. may be. And I get the same kind of reaction every time I look at what the MPAA does uh, with, with how they run the rating system, how it's just so weird and non-consequential and 
art should be out there, good or bad or whatever it is. You're either going to look at it and appreciate it for what it is, or you're going to look at it and say, that's BS, or you're going to look at it and say, well, that doesn't align with my sensibilities or my political view or my worldview or whatever it is. But art should be out there for people to consume whether mm-hmm. they want it or not. You know, Hayes, Kansas is really one of the amazing places that has a, a really large arts community for its population, for its size. It's not uh, Santa Fe. Oldest arts council in Kansas. Right. Uh, the interesting thing about it is they have an art walk multiple times per year where people can go down and look and see what's on display from various people. Now, you can decide to go down there and see it or not and be offended by maybe some of the stuff that's there or you go down there or you don't go at all. I mean, it's up to you to decide whether you want to expose yourself to that or not. And as someone said earlier in the conversation, I apologize. I don't remember which one of you it was. (laughs) (laughs) The people who and somebody will pop up and say it was me. Uh, The people who are going to see this and believe in it are already the people who were predestined to say, yep, I knew it. Told me everything I knew already. And the people who claim that this content of this film is pure BS are going to go to it and say, yep, it's pure BS, just like I knew it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But they've exposed themselves to potentially a, a way of this person trying to present their argument and their idea in a documentary form in some kind of way that motivates trying to elicit a response, positive or negative. And that's what I'm trying to get at throughout this whole argument. Do I believe children should be vaccinated? Yes, I do. So if people are like, well, Stephen's anti, no, I'm totally not anti-vaccination. Okay. I've got two kids. We make sure that they get their shots before the shots are due. Right. We don't have to wait for a letter to say, oh, your kids are three weeks past their vaccination. No, we take care of this stuff. So this is not a matter of vaxxed is BS or not. The, The content of the film is BS or not. My argument is this is someone's creative work, someone's art. And I think if someone wants to show it, they should be allowed to show it regardless of people getting upset or not. Because if people are getting upset about it, then the piece has done its job. It has elicited a response from people. I, I think there's a there's a big difference between theater of violence and purposefully um, disseminating misinformation. I think that Vaxxed is not setting out to upset people, to show them the ugly truth about the world. Vaxxed is setting out to tell people the wrong thing. Um, it is... Triumph so, of the will again? Is that not trying to tell people the wrong thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be very irresponsible to have a big pro-Nazi documentary nowadays. Well, nowadays, uh, sure. Sure. Just like it's hugely irresponsible to have this documentary out. And that's really what it comes down to is the piss Christ isn't actually really actively hurting anybody. But this movie actually could have repercussions that actively hurt people. That's, I think, what it comes down to. That's why, you know, movies that are like, look at all these blood diamonds and movies that are like, look at all these poor people and movies that are like, nobody here has any shoes. You know, those movies get past even, you know, through the filter of companies that have vested interest in those movies not getting out. But this movie got poked. This movie got grabbed because it's a movie that is promoting and actively harmful and actively immediately and scientifically incontrovertibly harmful uh, notion. And it's, you know, it's something that... uh, 
is more important than this actor than than the this piece's ability to, mm-hmm. to 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 speak i guess i i definitely would agree with rodrigo on this and i also think that it's important to note that while this art definitely does you know it was created to serve a purpose and if uh, mr wakefield can find places that are willing to show it, absolutely, they should, they can, they will, and I hope that they will show it responsibly. But Tribeca Film Festival and Robert De Niro are not under any obligation to provide that. And even if they made a decision that they later changed their mind on, for whatever reason, again, that too, in a way, is an artistic decision because essentially the Tribeca Film Festival is De Niro and the board curating some bits of art that they want to show you and get you talking about or looking at and saying, have a discussion on this. We will help you. We will, we will make this available to you so that you can all start talking about this stuff and we can all have some fun and discuss our art and maybe you know deepen our appreciation of it. But if they choose to change their mind and say, you know what, this is causing a discussion that is going places we didn't intend, it's having repercussions that we didn't want, it's not starting a discussion that is really in any way conducive to what we wanted, which is what De Niro came out and said. He wanted Mm -hmm. to start a conversation, but the feedback was such that the conversation clearly wasn't going to be A, constructive, or B, particularly pleasant – then I think that they are perfectly within their rights as an organization to say, we've, we've reconsidered and we are not going to give this. We're not going to stop anyone from showing it. We're just not going to provide that showing at this time. We're really sorry your mom blew up Ricky. That last sentence was just way over my head. Sorry, um, that's a reference to the movie Better Off Dead from um, no, that, um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a fun conversation. Sure. Because I really thought it wasn't, I, I had a, I had a tiny fear, like, we're all just going to agree and it's going to be super boring. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> when does that happen? And keep in mind that sometimes someone has to play a devil's No, 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 no. Again, like I said. I was do fully I, going to, but I'm so happy you did do, it. You did it do so I, Again, do I believe that kids should be vaccinated? Heck yes. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I honestly do. And I don't want to see horrible things happen. To, to people because of that. But when it comes down to this argument of, uh, you know, closing out this, closing out uh, access to art, that's that's the approach. That yeah. Well, I, I think corporate sponsorship to pull art. Where I landed, where I, especially through this conversation, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm just glad um, that it was a decision that Tribeca got to make. And it wasn't a sure. decision that. The government was like, you right, can't right, show this. Right. That right. would have been that would have been, been like the really, worst. Really, really, yeah, would have been, been right whole more horrible. Right, yeah, because it. I mean, it did remind me when I was thinking about this uh, this week of like I thought of like Trumbo and and the mm-hmm. and the Huac stuff of like mm-hmm. oh I really thought film is powerful and right. can influence people right. like greatly. Like that's like that's why like this is kind of scary because mm-hmm. what if it leads to another like mass outbreak of uh influence yeah you know stuff like that um i'm sure you all out there listening to this podcast have many thoughts about I, this i'd be interested to see if anyone out there has seen it is actually has either seen it yeah. or is actually interested in seeing this film because quite frankly i have zero interest in seeing this film yeah Did, do you, would you guys even consider watching it 
I, I I would. I mean, I'd be I'd be into it if it came out. Um, you know, it's it's a sort of thing where like you really want to see what people are arguing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the context of this conversation, sure. But I I literally have zero interest in seeing anything that that side of the fence has to oh, sure. to say on that. Yeah. So I. I would not because I at at one point I had uh, a family member who worked for the CDC and am aware of the the narrative of the study that they're trying to use on the CDC whistleblower narrative mm-hmm. and I find that to actually be as offensive or more offensive than the idea that someone uh, experimented on children and then falsified information after the fact so sure. not really no no okay. I yeah I think I mean, I kind of like watching documentaries, but I think I would. I think I, I would. I mean, that just really brings like, up, at least like I mean, 30 minutes. Really, a conversation we should probably have next week, which I think a lot of our listeners have probably tapped into, is what does your view and how does it align? Does your view influence your willingness to look at mm-hmm. something that you may disagree with? How sure. Oh, yes confirmation bias. Right. Yeah. 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 Would, oh, yeah. Would it be possible and or feasible and or even worth discussing watching this for an episode of Zach on film. I have zero interest in promoting this film. That's, okay. I mean, if, I you, agree. if it's, if it's three to one, that's fine. But no, literally, no, no. I have no. zero interest in talking about this film I, I, beyond I the, it's, it's the amount of it that I talked about it here in, yeah. in the fact that I mentioned its name, but I did not mention anything about. Yeah. Content. No, I would much rather watch like some other crazy. I'd rather near, watch triumph. Yeah. Of the I'd rather watch some than other, watch this near <laughs> propaganda thing than this. Okay. Uh, at least talk about just, it on there. Just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then uh, no, that would fine. be censorship, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Why would we deprive people of knowing that this none kind of us of want to talk about this yeah, film? No, there. I mean, and yeah. it's certainly some people may be upset that we don't want to talk about this film, and that's what the comment and, section is for. Yeah. And if so, we apologize. And you that. should head over to majorspoilers.com and find that podcast comment section. Uh, you can find this podcast posting page and give any your thoughts about stuff we've discussed uh, in this episode or potentially what Steven has mentioned for the next week's show. Uh, while you're there, click on Amazon.com link right there on the side. Uh, you can do all of your Amazon shopping. You can buy uh, shoes and watches and swatches and hats. Uh, <laughs> none of it's going to cost you any extra if you use that link, but a little bit will come back to Major Spoilers mm-hmm. to help this ship afloat. Thank you all for being on this episode, and we'll see you all next week on Zach on Film. Podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.